This week on Low Earth Orbit, we're talking about GDC 2015. All right, so this week we're talking about the Game Developers Conference for 2015. Uh, last week in San Francisco, I went there, checked out some of the sessions, checked out the expo. And for anybody who doesn't know what the conference is like, it's all these people coming from around the world that work on games, that work on uh, middleware for games. Like So the, un the Unity people there, Unreal people are there, game developers, console makers, hardware makers. Uh, so like Valve, Sony, Microsoft, a whole bunch of indie guys. And they're all there to show off the, the games that they've been working on, the services or infrastructure that's available. And also there are these sessions so you can learn more about using OpenGL or this new thing that was announced, Vulkan, which is mm -hmm. sort of the replacement for OpenGL. Um, so there's all these technologies you can learn about. There's a lot of stuff about like narratives. There's like story, story sessions and there's art direction, huge, huge amount of stuff. And uh, I guess I think I don't remember the exact number. I think it's around 20,000 attendees. So it's the Moscone West, North and South. So it's really big. It's huge. Yeah, really big conference. And there's just tons and tons of sessions going on. And they have they have stuff video like later on if you want to watch it online. Um, but like last year, what we did is we just sort of like looked through some of the games that that I ran across and just kind mm -hmm. of talked about them. So I think it's what we're going to do. Um, so let's just get into it and go through some of these things. Um, so there were the whole bunch of there was a section of the conference where it was like combination, like game software and like some crazy hardware device running. I, I don't remember the exact name of this one, but it was basically you're you're simulating being in a blimp. <laughs> so <laughs> so they have a box of dials here. I wish I remember a blimp like in space. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, What is happening on the screen? Here? I didn't I didn't get a chance to play this one. And it was obviously a really tiny screen, which is maybe sort of problematic for an expo. <laughs> but it was cool because they had all the real dials there and you're flying through the screen anyway. That's cool. We'll, we'll, we'll yeah. put it up on screen. I, that and bonus points for the steam monkeyness. Right. <laughs> Hardware projects are cool. Uh, this is butt sniffing pugs. And Sold. it's pretty much <laughs> right what's on the tin. It's <laughs> so it was, I mean, I, I think it was sort of like, um, what are they controlling? So what, what you're seeing here on the screen is huge tennis balls, two huge tennis balls. Like, you know how like it, like, and uh, that's a, is that a, is that a stuffed dog butt? Like, it is. Right <laughs> so you know how at Dave and Buster's you can play a bowling game where you like roll the, the giant, you know, the giant ball. Yes. So but in this case, it's a giant tennis ball and it's two players and they have the controller. <laughs> come on, this is totally no, normal. <laughs> so you roll the giant tennis ball and then you have two abilities. So for example, like pooing or like, you know, <laughs> sniffing, you know, birds or something like that. You have two ability buttons. And then when you want to sniff another dog's butt, you just hit the butt thing on the controller. Of course you And do. it's literally half a, a pug. I don't know if that comes with it when you order the game. I, I think this is just a proof of concept. You actually have to bury your nose into no, this. No, 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 oh, no. Okay. No, you can just push, push the button. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. You don't have to go for that level of <laughs> No, no, no. And I, so the developer said that like, there's really no objective. You're just sort of like being a dog in a dog world. And you know, I, I feel like the entire game was just conceit to get this standing up. Yes, sir. So yes. <laughs> butt sniffing pugs. That's correct. Yeah. Somebody like would want to bet with this game. <laughs> right. All right. I'll bet you 50 bucks. You yeah. can't get a sign that says butt <laughs> sniffing pugs into a conference. You're there's, there's actually a hashtag provided butt sniffing pugs. Um, of course. There so spacebeagles.com if you want to check that out. Uh, this was so this is all in that area of like sort of mix, um, mixed software with some sort of specialized hardware device, for example, pug butts. 
this was, I, I think what was going on here, I, I don't think there was anything really involved here. They were just showing like the rumbling controllers and using that as like a mechanism to actually race the controllers themselves. Mm. With googly eyes. Yeah, with googly eyes, of course. Uh, this was actually super cool. So this was, there was a physical telegraph uh, box on the table and you were, you were basically trying to send messages back and forth based in on- In Morse code? In Morse code, yeah. So you would actually tap out, you know, the- mm -hmm. I, I love the art style. Thank you. Thank you for tying that back to last year. That's where they came from. Uh, yeah, these are great. I love the art style. <laughs> well, we've really been wearing that joke out for a whole year now. <laughs> Achievement of looks. I don't know. Um, so it's actually, it's pretty cool. I mean, like people were sitting, I mean, it's not easy. Like you actually have to listen and like hear what the, the code is because it it doesn't show it on the screen when the thing comes in. You just have to listen and say, oh, that's three three dots. And then you have to respond with three, you know, whatever. With the wait, wait, so it's... You're just sending Morse code between two people. So you're re you're receiving nonsense Morse code, and then you have to reply back with some more nonsense Morse code. Uh, like, no, I think I think it's an actual sequence. I think it's just telling you. Does like, like spell anything? Uh, it's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't I didn't hang around long enough to find out. Interesting. The idea is it's it, you're just basically trying to. I think it does spell something, but it's yeah. more just like you're listening for the beeps, hmm. and then you're sending the correct response. That's and that's cool. a good. Is there like a campaign mode where you can be like play the Morse code <laughs> operator on like the Carpathia the and like see the, see the Titanic. <laughs> I would, yeah, I mean, campaign, <laughs> multiplayer. I'm sure there's multiplayer. I love it. Have you read, uh, not to like take us on too much of a digression, have you guys read The Victorian Internet, which is this book about the telegraph and like the invention of the telegraph? I've heard, I've heard about it. It's, it's really fascinating, actually, about like everything that you've heard about like, you know, oh, all the stuff that's happening over the internet and isn't this wild and crazy? It's like, yeah, they did this like 100 years ago <laughs> the telegraph. Like people getting married over the internet did it. Like, <laughs> you know, people have been married over telegraph or like people having like, you know, like, they're friends with people they've never met, you know, through the internet. And you're like, eh, people are friends with people they never met through telegrams too, and or telegraphs. And it's just, I don't know, it's just interesting to see sort of like the same. But yeah. it, was just, it was just interesting. And like, you know, the, I guess like the people at the time were like super convinced that like, oh, well, now that you could instantly talk to anyone, there just won't be conflict anymore because you'll just talk to people and it'll just make everything go away. And you're like, mm, that sounds kind of familiar. I'm from the future. I'd like to talk to you about that. I have bad news for you. <laughs> this is just another forum for people to argue about things. <laughs> Uh, but with animated cats, so it's great. Okay, uh, next up. So this is the thing you told us about. Yeah. The Keep Talking, Nobody Explodes. It's So it's super cool. I didn't get a chance to play it. Everybody wanted to play it. But it, it I don't know, maybe you can explain, explain the premise better. So yeah, I think the way it works, you've got this guy here and he's wearing the, the Oculus Rift VR headset and he can see a bomb that he needs to defuse. And then the guy with him has the instruction manual for the bomb, but he can't see the bomb. And the guy who can see the bomb can't see the instruction manual. Uh. So he has to sort of talk out loud and say, okay, I see like a red wire and a blue wire and like a switch. And then he has to be like, uh, cut the red wire and then the blue wire, but not the yellow wire, yeah. like whatever. And you know, I don't know. So it's like, it's like how it would actually be probably if like someone was trying to talk you through yeah, yeah, the bomb in awesome. real life. Yeah, it seems super cool. Yeah, so I think, I mean, this, yeah, this is the type of thing I'm actually hoping will take off with mm -hmm. like the VR stuff. Because it's actually something you... Couldn't re I mean, you could do it, but it's not it's not the same level of fun. Sure. Like, with conventional. What this actually kind of reminds me of is Space Team. You guys ever played Space yeah. Team? Oh, yeah. it's super fun. I think we played that together. Like, I, think, I think we played it like <laughs> while we're waiting at the movie. Yeah. Doing, right. <laughs> so it's this, it's this iOS game and um, it basically uh, forces you and your friends to become like the uh, the crew from like, crew. a 60s era like Star Trek yeah. episode. So basically. Didn't you play this too? No. Oh, my I think God. I've got it. Actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So like. You all connect your phones to each other over like, I don't know, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or whatever. And you have like five or six like different little controls on your phone and everybody has a different set of controls. Right. And then instructions will pop up where it's like, 
reverse the deflector array. And so you have to, you don't have the button to reflect the, to reverse it. So you have to shout out, reverse the deflector array. And whoever has it has to be like, <laughs> like okay, I got it. Yeah, so if so you don't do it, the ship explodes, yeah. right? So it's so like, you have a mismatch of the information that you know need, mm, is required to fix. Right. And the versus stuff. the thing you have yeah, the ability so to do. people are shouting at you and you're shouting at other people. Yeah, so, so. you have to be listening for like, yeah. oh, did somebody just tell me yeah. something that I can do? But then you also have to be looking at the instructions to shout out things yeah. to other people. Which is awesome. It totally ought to be our next episode. <laughs> God, that'd be oh, fantastic. Man, actually, it'd be really fun just to do it for the next <laughs> episode. We get like a bunch of people. Yeah, totally. Uh, but it's funny because like, if you've ever seen a video, maybe we'll do this, but if you've ever <laughs> seen a video of it, it's like, it's hilarious because it just like, looks like people shouting crazy <laughs> stuff at each other. <laughs> it's like, this is a great idea. See, if we actually do it, we should get some of those like Think Geek, like Star Trek uniform t-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> really, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna, if we're going to do I this, think, let's do it. I think we pretty much have to go all right. All right, moving on. Uh, so there's some, there's some just like quick hit things. There's no deeper discussion. This is a thing called Gummy Mummy. And I believe you're actually just a mummy in a first person mummy type experience. It actually looked... It looked fun in sort of like a cartoony way. A popular genre, first person mummy. <laughs> <laughs> the FPM. You don't know about the FPM? <laughs> gummy uh, mummy? So, I, so what's the gummy? I think he shoots that that beam of gummy. I think that's his weapon, basically. Oh, of course. Another I traditional think, mummy weapon. <laughs> I think it's best not to overthink gummy mummy. You know, with a name like gummy mummy, I am led to believe this is a highly historically accurate. Maybe it's based on some sort of food line. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a food line coming. I don't know. Uh, okay, moving on. So this is called Foxtrot. Uh, it, at first glance, it kind of looks like a like Infinite Runner, but there, I think there might be kind of more to it. it. Anything about the uh, the visuals that occurs to you? Love the art style. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so I, I I didn't get a chance to play this one, um, but it, it looks nicely done. Oh. You know, it's, I, I'd like to see the like the full version of the game later on. A lot of I, these, by the way, a lot of these games like people are saying that they're going to be done in like 2016 because it's stuff they're working on on the side. So these aren't necessarily always in a finished state. Yeah. I think this is one of them. Mm. I mean, I'm curious to know it like takes us beyond your usual like infinite runner because just from the well, video, think, it's hard to tell. I think the the second player is well, maybe I'm wrong about that. And I thought there was a second player element to this, but yeah. um, anyway. Uh, okay, so this so this is a super oh, cool game. Wow, that looks another awesome. another fox game. <laughs> There's a lot of fox things going on. So this is super cool. This is called Fall or uh, Seasons After Fall, and the the mechanic in this game is that you can switch between seasons at will oh man so you'll like need to go up somewhere and you'll switch to autumn which will give you wind yeah. and you fly up there and then you need you know snow for something and then you need summer and spring for something super gorgeous mm. the guy i talked to the developer they actually did this game called blocks that matter i don't know if you ran across that it was sort of minecrafty in a way um, but he said that uh one of their inspirations was the the ubr thing so when we played uh -huh. rayman yeah. that was that engine right mm -hmm. so he did the same sort of thing where it's sort of this raster artwork stretched yeah. over a skeleton that in, looks in fantastic so. yeah it looks super cool the uh, the mechanic reminds me of. Um, do you ever play yeah. the? Yeah, it's cool. Do you ever play the um, the Zelda games for Game Boy where it was like? Uh, oh, Minish Cap. No, well, I didn't play that one, but maybe it has a similar thing. I think it was like, not maybe it was like Oracle of Ages or something. Yeah, I think season. it was the same series. It was the same yeah. sort of thing where it's like at some point in the game you acquired some item that allowed you to like jump back and forth between yeah. time. And, and one of the, it was basically like two games that sort of came out at the same time. And one of them you got some item that allowed you to like go forwards and backwards through time, and you had to use that to solve puzzles. And there's another one that lets you change the seasons, and that was another way yeah. you have to solve mm -hmm. puzzles. So it was still the same sort of wasn't, wasn't that? I never played Day of the Tentacle, but it didn't have a time travel aspect to it. I remember running across that recently. I thought that was one of the main game mechanics. It's like you would have to like jump forward in time and do something and come back and do something. You you played that know. game, right? I, I played like the, I had the like trial for it or whatever. Oh. So it was like the first like level or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember there being any time okay. travel, but it mm -hmm. wasn't, yeah, I didn't get very far. It was, oh, okay. 
like one of these things like we're on the they see you run for some other game there was like this little like you know, oh. saw the trial of, this, of one of their, their new other you know which they still do by the way. the best was um oh my gosh what was it uh i feel like we had a stack of cds from um playstation magazine or something no 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 it was a mac magazine and so it oh, was mac was it mac addict it was mac addict <laughs> oh, it would come I with all kinds the, of stuff the yeah. disc with the <laughs> yeah. cd the disc i loved the disc but there'd be games on there like every time yeah okay that was our <laughs> mac addict. no it was great it was great <laughs> were we going somewhere with that uh, I don't know. Are we going anywhere with uh, anything, sure, anything yeah, we talk yeah. about? I don't know. How did we get onto that? That was an amazing I, I thought we were actually like headed somewhere. I think, I think we... No, we Dan just had to ask about oh, David. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. That's time, right. Time, time. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So one thing I noticed that's different, just speaking generally, is that like last year, there was a lot of crazy stuff. Like Sony announced the Project Morpheus thing, which is their VR thing. And there was like the Oculus was a big deal. And the strange thing this time is that like Oculus has been out for like a while now. And like a lot of booths had it. The Sony thing had been out, and there were even more VR devices. So, like, Valve announced its Steam VR device. And apparently the deal with that thing is, like, in addition to the goggles, you also have these sensors that you put in the room. Mm. And as you move closer to the sensors, it detects that as, like, walking in the game. Mm. And it can scale. So if you, they said, if theoretically, if you have, like, a warehouse, you can have a really immersive experience. But you need, like, a minimum, I think, like, 6 by 10 or something like that. Hmm. But for every like step you take in real world space, you move like a lot further in game space. I don't. Like, yeah, yeah, you couldn't. Not normal people could try it there. You know. So um, I. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the details of that work. They also said that they're. They think it's going to be possible to do that with like in the release time frame. It's going to be possible to do it with like multiple people, which seems super scary. <laughs> You're walking around in the room. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow, this is so immersive. Yeah. It seems like a great way to ruin some very expensive headsets or people. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so there was that thing. There was there were some other VR devices. There's so many I can't, like, can't even remember the names of all of them. So it was it was weird. It wasn't like the same level of tension that I remember from last year because two things had happened. There was two new consoles that had just come out. So Xbox One and PS4 had just come out, and a lot of the the sessions were talking about like their like post mortem on these like brand new platforms. Mm. Like how did we do this? You know, and a lot of like AAA games had shipped, and it felt like we were a little bit of a lull this year because I think what's happening is that. A bunch of these sort of second wave of next-gen games mm-hmm. are going to come out like middle of this year, so they don't mm-hmm. have anything to talk so about. They miss the comments, yeah. basically. Yeah. There were tons of <laughs> there was tons of sessions on Sunset Overdrive, which is that game that you. Were oh, playing. really? Yeah. Oh. There was like six, seven sessions on that, which is crazy wow. that a game usually wouldn't have that many sessions. But yeah. I think, I think what happened is they saw, well, we really don't have anybody else to talk about this stuff, like because there's some there's some games that are coming out this year that are pretty big, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with these, but there's one called The Witcher. Three, mm. which is a big, uh, yeah. it's a, um, uh, I think a Polish company, okay. but their series is is big. Yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah. yeah, so they they have the third iteration coming out, and then the the new Batman games coming out, and mm. there's like a whole bunch of these things that were sort of like moved from end of last year to like you know mid, you know June right. May something like that. So I think a lot of those games, those people weren't ready to talk mm. about them. Um, so the floor, I mean, there was there was plenty of stuff to see, but it was interesting compared to last year. It was like heavy in the like VR and like you know, AAA console stuff. And there wasn't that much. Like there was the only game that they were showing that Sony was showing that hasn't already been released was Bloodborne. So this is um, Dark Souls. Have you heard of Dark Souls? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like this pun- very difficult, I guess, uh, sort of dungeon crawler kind of thing. And this yeah. is their their new game from the same developer. But that was the only one that like wasn't already out. Yeah. And everybody was crowded around that thing. But there wasn't the same level of like, oh my God, we've never seen this stuff before. Yeah. It's like Oculus every five feet. So it wasn't, I didn't feel the same level of like, this is the future kind of thing yeah. this year. It was still fun. I'm still <laughs> totally glad I went. But um, that was just the thing I, I realized as I was like walking around. It's like, 
a lot of the stuff seemed like, oh, okay, yeah, this is kind of like, yeah, last year, a little bit refined. I did put an Oculus uh, thing on at, I think, the NVIDIA booth. Mm-hmm. The thing that struck me, and I don't know for sure, maybe I was using an older version of the kit, but uh, the screen is not high resolution. Like, it was, like, oh, you really? could definitely see the pixels. Oh. Um, and, you know, and I thought it immediately of you, it's like, well, okay, let's say, let's see, it's, it's motion sensitivity, big pixels, <laughs> so, probably first-person shooters for days, so probably not going to be your thing. It's got to be first-person everything, though, right? Yeah. I mean, like, that's really the only thing that works yeah. on these. I, you know, I, I um, anyway, so the demo they had set up was, like, this, like, um, you are a dinosaur, like, in the dinosaur age, and you're, I think the specific demo was, like, you're in the nest of a dinosaur, you're like an egg. Hmm. So you, you had just hatched, and you have to, like, peck the other, like, dinosaurs out, and, like, your parent dinosaur comes over, and it, <laughs> It was wow. kind of crazy. It was a little bit like a dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because, uh, you know, it's really, they have this enclosed space. I just have this picture of like, we need to make our video console better than drugs. And like, well, we can probably do that. How about if you're a dinosaur egg? Not a dinosaur, a dinosaur egg. They probably, had, great. probably had that meeting while on drugs. I'm sure it worked out <laughs> but, uh, but it was funny because like, they, they just had this little enclosed space for this dinosaur thing. One of the things you have to do is like walk closer to your eggs and like, tap and it's like it's really easy to just hit your head on the tv do you have to like move your head yeah oh yeah. my god but it, it is so the one thing that is cool is and maybe you don't see this in the videos a lot is like you can turn it all the way around you know like turn around turn around look up sure. look down and it is convincing from that perspective but yeah the pixels were quite big and i don't, hmm. I don't know if they're gonna have that fixed is, is that just because they can't like they have to hit like insane frame rates i think that's what it is like, yeah because if i mean you think about it like if you drop a single frame you're gonna be like Bleh! yeah <laughs> right? well, not just like, that but it's like if you can't feel like you can get away with a game and you know even on the podcast we get away with 24 frames a second mm-hmm. because there's no expectation that it's going to be like really high refresh rate and sure. if it has a cinematic look that's okay mm-hmm. but in this case like the whole thing is that it has to feel real right and if you have any kind of like separation between real world frame rate or like mm-hmm. perceived frame rate and what's in the game, yeah, it's right. at best it's going to be not convincing. At worst, right. it's going to be uncomfortable. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that's what it is. They they can't mm-hmm. go super high. Hopefully, you know, by the time these things ship, like later this year, they'll have sort sort of that kicked up. But it, it struck me. It was it was yeah. I was like, wow, is this normal? Because like it didn't look very good. So I don't know. I'm not sold on the whole VR thing. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't know. I, I think this, I think this feels like 3D movies, but worse, yeah. right? Maybe, yeah. I, I'm I'm keeping an open mind. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of interesting experiments in that area. I haven't <laughs> seen like the game yet, mm-hmm. but there's there's a lot of investment in that idea, and I think I think that that game is coming. We just maybe haven't seen it yet. It just it maybe, seems, yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay, let's move on. Right. So I have a couple of these on booth shots. So they were showing. I believe this is the new uh, Blizzard like MMO. That they showed. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's not an MMO. It's a it's like a uh, Team Fortress Two. Uh, oh yeah, sorry, not an MMO. Um, um, I, I can't think of the name right now, but it's it's like yeah, it's kind know. of it's like an arena battle yeah. thing, but third person. Look pretty cool. Over no, uh, Overwatch. No, that that might be it. I think they'd yeah. rename it though. Okay. Oh, so they announced uh, Unity Five, which was a big right. thing. A lot of people were were into that. I think um, I, I don't know the details. I just like look through the list of things. It seems like it just. You know, better versions of stuff that was there, pretty much. I think the big news was like pricing changes to both Unreal That's and true. Unity. Yeah. Is that like now? I think Unreal has like no monthly fee, and you yeah. don't actually owe them anything at all until you cross some like gross revenue threshold, yeah. which is a, a big deal. I think it's like it's nothing up until three thousand dollars gross revenue, and then it's five percent after that. Yeah. Oh, so one one other thing that's kind of it's a it's a small area, but one thing that's kind of cool is they have this like mobile like video game museum that they set up. That's no, cool. Last year was some different stuff. This year it seemed to be mostly kind of like Atari era. 
Um, so they had like a bunch of the old Atari twenty six hundred stuff. I, mm. mean, I never had any of that, but it's like it seemed cool, like kind of seeing it. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because you, I think, you kind of get used to oh, this is all so new, and it's like you look back at the old stuff, it's like it's kind of the same ideas, you know. Yeah. It's just it's definitely better graphics and mm. better everything, but still, it's like if you if you read through some of the, the like advertisements mm-hmm. and the literature they had sitting out, it's like to them it was as big of a deal. Oh yeah. Then yeah, as it is yeah, to yeah. us now, yeah, you know, it, totally. it felt like it was like at, at the time it was like video games were the thing. And we think of that. 16 bit yeah. colors. <laughs> it's the big, future. This is some big integers. Let's not joke around. <laughs> Have you guys seen, there's this video that uh, I saw in the last couple of weeks where I didn't realize there's still kind of like a demo scene going on for like Super yeah. Nintendo. Did oh, Super s- Nintendo. Did no. you see this? No. Holy smokes. I was looking at this and like. You should probably specify the, the demo scene thing. I think uh, so yeah. Right. So like, I guess the whole demo um, demo scene thing is that people will take this old hardware like Ataris and Commodores and stuff and they will do just like graphics demos, like audio demos and they're not games. They're more just sort of like art pieces. Or, yeah. yeah. But they'll do things. It'll be like that's not possible yeah. in that hardware. Like, there's no way. They'll just, do stuff like crazy, like spinning 3D cubes or like texture mapping on a Commodore. And you're just like... And like 10K, what? right? And you're like, like, what? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And they have like no memory to pull this off. And like, no, like they had to like pack all these instructions or whatever. And then you're just like, that's not possible. Yeah. Anyway, so I saw this video of the stuff on the Super Nintendo. And I was just like, I mean, I know the Super Nintendo is more powerful than like those even older consoles. Yeah. But still, I was like, I don't think that that's possible. <laughs> I mean, clearly it is possible because they were yeah. doing it, but you're just looking at it and like, man, if they'd known you could do that back when it came out, like what kind of games would they have done with this? Well, I think like, they just blast through all the abstraction layers, right? They're, like, they're just writing like the lowest, lowest oh, yeah, level of everything. Yeah, so it's like exactly. not sustainable. It's like a game development approach. <laughs> no, not really. Yeah. yeah, but it's pretty cool. I'll have to find the link and you can yeah. maybe put the little sample of it in there. So yeah. It's super cool. Yeah, those are always like mind blowing. It's always like, wow, I don't think I'd want to do that. <laughs> I mean, it's impressive. But, it's yeah. super impressive. Um, let me see. I'll run through some of these. Oh, so this was interesting. Oh, God, do I have the? I think I have the video with the name of the thing. Okay. Well, I'll have t- tipping goats in the background. So, <laughs> I don't know that is. is this slam dunk something? Yes, that is. Uh, I'll look up the exact name, put it on the screen, and put it in the show notes. Okay. But the cool thing about this is like it, it's a weird mashup of like a bunch of different like you know Super Nintendo era. Oh, there it is. Super, Super slam, slam dunk, dunk touchdown. touchdown. So they combine a bunch of different sports. It's like basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they took like you know like NBA Jam or something like uh-huh. that. But they took like the conglomeration of all those like 16-bit era games and yes. like put them into one. So you're like the soccer guy playing against the hockey guy. It looked pretty cool. It was a small game. That actually it's pretty, sounds it looks like fun. Really yeah, fun. It looks like yeah. fun. Um, it's like Calvin Bully game. So this is interesting. So this game. Um, let me see if I have the. Oh, it's right here. Uh, clockwork. So this looks, it looks pretty gorgeous. And it, it, he was talking about the fact that I think the main game mechanic here is it's it's um, like time traveling kind of. So you can have number of instances of your character. Mm. So you can have like one version of your character runs through the top of the level and one version of your character goes through the bottom of the level. And they can use that to like coordinate, like having somebody hold a switch and mm. um, you know, having somebody else press a button. This is a game that we saw, I think maybe last year. No, wasn't it like Super Time Force or something was like a game that was kind of like that? I haven't that. played that. It might be like that, yeah. yeah. I remember this, the Ratchet and Clank games like did this sometimes. Oh, really? Um, but it's it's interesting because it makes you kind of think fourth dimensionally as you're going through the levels. So you're like, okay, this time through the game, I'm going to, or this time through the level, I'm going to hit the button. But I know okay. that next time when I go through, I'm going to like press this lever or whatever. So you're controlling one instance of your character each time? At a time, yeah. yeah. And so you have to basically set yourself up mm. so that on the final run through, you can get through. It looks actually super pretty. Um, I think there, again, it's going to be done sometime in like 2016 or at yeah. the end of this this uh, this year. Um, but it, it just hmm. seemed like an interesting kind of approach to stuff. Hmm. Um, 
there's this game called Feist. It looked like kind of a combination of like Limbo mm-hmm. style graphics and maybe a little bit of like Badland. I don't know if you saw that that mobile game. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, looked pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful. I like the rain effect. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to play it, but uh, it promising. That's neat. Um, through the woods. So this was interesting. So this is uh, this again. I think is going to be done sometime next year, but it is like a kind of has this like Stephen King kind of feel to it. Oh, yeah. It's like a it's a narrative. It's like a first person narrative thing, uh-huh. or I guess third person. You can see your character, and they don't really give you a lot of information about what's going on. I think um, you're you're just kind of working your way through this mystery. But the interesting thing is that the the voiceover is your grandmother like relaying the story to like a police officer, and so as you're walking around, you know she's basically uh, saying like, yeah. Then she went into the cabin, and then you like went to the cabin. Uh, so it's like reacting to what your mm, your actions are, yeah. um, which seems like it would add to the creepiness level totally. quite a bit. Um, it's cool. Yeah, so promising. I like games that kind of do like that flashlight effect. Like, yeah, I don't know why. That's uh, Alan Wake, I think, was the other um, one. I don't know if you saw that one. Did you play? You played The Last of Us. Um, I didn't. I, well, I played a little bit of, uh-huh. and I, enough to know that it was not my kind of. Oh, thing. really? It's just too dark for me. Yeah. There's a couple scenes in that game where um, your character, you take out a flashlight and like you're walking around through a building, and the the uh, the flashlight kind of starts to go, and the game basically prompts you to like take your PlayStation controller and actually like no. tap it against <laughs> your hand, like you're tapping the flashlight, and it causes the flashlight to come back on. Yeah. But like every now and then, like your flashlight will kind of be like, kind of like wears down. You like, have to just, just like, <laughs> like smack it to get it to come back. Yeah. It's one of those cool touches where you're kind of like, it's in some ways it's completely gimmicky. Yeah. But in other ways, it's kind of cool where it's like, oh yeah, I guess you know, like there's sensors in there. You could yeah. sort of like approximate that motion in real life. Yeah, Alan Wake is another one of those where you actually would use the the flashlight to actually like stun the bad guys. Oh, sure. Um, anyway, okay. So, uh, Festival of Magic. This was interesting. It, it's sort of a um, Final Fantasy kind of thing, and they had a Kickstarter project, and they were showing it. it looked pretty, uh, pretty nice. <laughs> a lot to say about it. Yeah. Um, so this was pretty funny. I, I don't. I, I'll have to look up what the exact name of this thing is. You know the Street Fighter level where you like kick the car. Okay. So this is like a Connect power. I don't know if it's actually Connect, but something like Connect, where you actually like on screen you're kicking the crap out of the car uh-huh. so you do all these like anime moves right so you like put your arms up in the air and like bring <laughs> so, down a fireball and sure. you like, punch so he's punching the yeah so yeah. you can see he's like punching the car it's kind of fun i mean it's like yeah. he's got a fireball there it is a cool toy yeah oh this is fable fable legends i think it's like so the fable series i don't know if you're familiar with it um it was classically like this third person RPG thing, but I think this is like multiplayer, like arena mm. kind of stuff. It looked pretty cool. Um, it was originally the Peter Molyneux yeah. design, but he needs a long since the series. What's the whole thing? Have you been following? I feel like there was some interview recently with Peter Molyneux with, yeah. where like the interviewer was like kind of a jerk, right? Yeah, kind of like I think it was Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, and it's funny, Tim, Sh- Tim Schafer came uh, on a video blog or something later and was kind of like, you need to cut these guys some slack. Like making games is like super hard. And yeah. I, I think what it came down to is that they had an estimate of how long the, I think it was Goddess, the, mm. you know, how long it was going to take to do it. And it was a Kickstarter project right. and they kind of realized it wasn't financially viable. And so they kind of like backed away from spending a bunch of time on it. And people felt like, well, you can't just do that. Did they release the game at all? Or did they just oh, yeah, no, massively it, no, no, reduce the scope? I think like, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was even, even when the Kickstarter project came out, I think it was pretty close right. to it. I mean, it, it's been out for like a year, a version mm-hmm. of it is, but they had, I think, some other bigger plans for what to do. Yeah. And maybe part of this is because Tim Schafer, like we played Space Base Team mm-hmm. 9, right? Mm-hmm. And that that's from Tim Schafer's company from... Um, Which also didn't really pan Double out Fine. Right, exactly. They kind of cut, cut off and say, this isn't making money and we, right. we have to pay these people, you know? Right. Unfortunately, like 
Molyneux does kind of have a reputation for like over promising and yeah. delivering a little bit, which doesn't doesn't help. Yeah, but, but. he said, you know, the, the Fable games I, I actually liked, you know, and he 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 led those. And no, I, I haven't read the interview, but I mean, you probably shouldn't like rate this guy across the coals just for like being excited about the yeah. project. But oh, D- Dungeon Brothers. So Super Dungeon Brothers, actually. So it, it looks kind of like Diablo, but like a little bit more cartoony, a little bit more kind of Mario. Hmm. Kind of fun. I didn't get a chance to play it, but uh, it seems like it'd be a cool. I think it's a local co-op thing. Yeah, so it looks fun. So Amplitude is from, I think, the Harmonics guys. So the guitar mm-hmm. or not guitar, uh, rock band. And it's, it's like a spaceshipy thing. So there's a much better take on this. Uh, there's a game called Thumper. And it is two people. One of them was from Harmonix. Another one is actually in a band. Uh, and I think I have some video in here somewhere. But it's like, it's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. Okay. And it, there's like this like soundtrack. So you're basically, um, it, the soundtrack is in sync with the things you're doing in the game. So when you need to take a turn, you'll hit, you know, there'll be a beat in your mm-hmm. ear. Mm-hmm. So you take left, right, left, and you're going to hear a bump, 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 you know, as you're going through. Uh, have to see it. It's okay. very hard to describe. Yeah. It's super impressive. Actually. Oh, this was kind of interesting. So there was a company there that was basically um, doing 3D printing out of sand. Oh, which is interesting because you end up with these like very um, sort of tactile creatures. And mm-hmm. I, I think they were there basically as a way to do merchandising for these game companies. I think was, this wasn't like a consumer thing. Right? Right. This is like they're talking they, to the game developers. Like, don't you want to have yeah. like figurines <laughs> that go with your games? Yeah, and it was and it was cool though. They had like a, they had some of the machines on site and they had a bunch of these models that they had pulled out of games. Mm-hmm. Here's some here's some Last of Us guys uh, models, the bus, and oh. uh, it has a different sort of. Um, presence to it because usually 3d printed stuff is very plasticky yeah and this has more sort of a i don't know how to describe it like a more fine green kind of feel I interesting guess. um oh and this is one of the last things i ran across was uh they have these like you can't really see in the video but they are these tension wires on these gloves so basically they can detect how much force is coming uh, out you can kind of see it on the guy yeah. left a little bit and they're using it in this boxing game there's a kickstarter project for this right now and they were using it as a way to sort of like determine how much force you know to hit the boxer with uh, but they said there's a bunch of potential applications like fitness and that kind of stuff so kind of cool i was going to say if the tension's high enough you might actually get a workout a little bit exactly yeah do these real fast but yeah they gave us a doggy bag for the uh butt sniffing pugs which was of <laughs> oh course. my gosh that's fantastic yeah it's pretty great uh that's so clever yeah it's fantastic uh yeah there's the gummy mummy thing there were oh so the one thing i totally forgot to mention but was one of the coolest things is um so I, I met the Samogo guys, and they had these postcards out, which is like these little like illustrations and, st- and stories. So on the front, it's like some of the islands, right? Yep. Um, show the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but so the thing they told me, and I did not know, and I don't know if any of you guys knew uh, until I text messaged you, was that if you do the if you're playing through the Sailor's Dream and you get these text passages, if you hit the air print button, it doesn't just print out the text of the stuff mm-hmm. you're reading. It actually prints out these illustrations, yeah. which is a whole different story parallel to the text. This is awesome. I wish I had an air print printer. <laughs> well, I don't even know if you have to print it. Print it. I haven't had a chance to try it. I think it shows you on the screen before it actually prints it. Does it I not? Don't know. I don't know. But we should try it. Um, so I think it's like a little Easter egg thing. I yeah. think it's it sounded kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and they were super cool. You know, they yeah. were... It was it was fun to talk to them because obviously we've we've enjoyed you know device yeah. well I guess you guys enjoyed device six more than I did but we all enjoyed Sailor's Dream and mm-hmm. you know talking to them about like some of the sound stuff they did and the music stuff and like you said didn't they have a session that was about the audio of device six that was I really? didn't make it to it yeah but the, yeah they did have it and, yeah um, yeah that, I'm sure that that seems cool yeah. if they do publish a video for that I'd be really interested to see yeah. that um let's see if there's any other kind of quick little things here 
Oh, uh, so this was okay. This actually is worthwhile mentioning. So the one of the the, the cooler um, game concepts I saw was this thing, and the it's called. I don't know if the game is actually called this. I guess it's actually called Holy Potatoes: A Weapon Shop. <laughs> I don't know about the name, but the, the idea is really cool. So you know how like when you're playing playing an RPG and you go to the the item shop mm -hmm. and you like you know say I need a new sword or whatever. So this game is you are from the perspective of the merchant. <laughs> so it's basically it's it looks like in, very, in, in some ways it's actually looks very similar to Game Dev Tycoon. So you have the isometric view and you've got right. your little shop and you've got your employees and, and you'll have one guy who focuses on like the 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 um the material gathering right. and one focuses on the crafting of the weapon and another's like the enchanting person. Wow, this is great. I kind of had an idea for a game like this a while back. <laughs> like, but it wasn't like fantasy themed, but the idea that like you would sort of like manage like a little factory. Yeah, so, yeah that's cool. So it, it's, it's I, I played actually a little bit of it and it's like super well polished. I mean, it's the art style is really cool. The the game mechanics are fun. Like, you know, how like when you're playing Game Dev Tycoon, you're like, how could this possibly be fun? And like yeah. you start playing, it's like actually it's kind of cool. You yeah. kind of get this whole thing going. So the idea. So, so I totally when you first explained this, I, I totally imagined it was like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead kind of thing, where like you're like. Wait, hold on. What did you say? Say that one more time. Have, you, that have, you, have you heard Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? No. What I is, feel like you're saying something backwards. <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's two names. Somebody, yeah, Ro somebody Ro are dead. Rosencrantz. And Guildenstern are two characters from Hamlet. Okay, and they're like, the, and so I know what you said. They're like the messengers or something. Yeah, right? well, and like, but they show, they show up there. They're like his childhood friends, but they're, they're messengers. And then like these other the other king wants to like have Hamlet be killed, but instead like you know through some various trickery, like Hamlet ends up getting them killed instead. They literally uh, kill the messengers. You're saying? Uh, <laughs> in fact, it does. Uh, and so like, there's like this whole movie called. Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is which is Hamlet retold from their point of view. That's awesome. They sort of show up in the, in the middle of this like the weird like you know middle of Hamlet, and they leave again, and then they're killed again. And so I kind of imagine this was like that, where like you're like the guy at the weapon shop, and like some like hero comes through, <laughs> battered and beaten, and like clearly like you know yeah. off some like huge mission, and then you have to you know. Yeah. There, there you see Link from Zelda, yeah, but yeah. only when he comes <laughs> in to like buy more bombs, right? There, there is some of that. So, so the way it works is that you actually do the you you build the weapon, you enchant it, whatever, and then there's different like shops that you can go to and sell it, like like in the franchises. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So you say so you have like one of the heroes come at you, and you say and he says, "I'll give you twelve hundred whatevers." For this thing, it's like okay, I'll sell that, and then you take the same way as in Dev Game Dev Tycoon, you take the money back and you can reinvest in new employees or new materials mm -hmm. or whatever. Gorgeous, yes. well, you know, it's cartoony style, but actually really, really well done cartoony style, um, and it was a lot of fun. And um, they have this like I don't know adventure timey kind of yeah. character, so I, I think that's cool. I, it sounds like something we would all kind of enjoy. Mm -hmm. So we should check it out when it comes out. What was the game from a while back that you were telling me about where you run a video game arcade from the eighties? God, yeah, that was an Xbox game. Yeah. I never had a chance to play that. We we should dig that up. Yeah, because that looked awesome. It'd be cool if there was a uh, like a, a Mac or PC version. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think overall, you know, like I said, I think this year it felt a little bit more um, toned down compared yeah. to last year because there wasn't like a new console just launched and like the VR stuff. It's like everybody had Oculus Rift at every every booth almost. So that that there wasn't that same level of craziness. Steam had their new thing, but nobody could try it. Their so, VR thing. Yeah. yeah. So like last year, you know, Sony had their new thing and you could stand in line and like see it, but like the Steam stuff like was not available for people. So there wasn't there wasn't really like there was no one big thing people were like trying to see. You know, there was like a new version of Unity, um, there's this Unreal stuff, and there's new VR stuff, and there were interesting things to see, but there was no, no like the one thing, you know, that came out. So so if you want to contact us, you can first find all the old episodes online and the audio vid audio episodes, video episodes, contact information, all that kind of stuff at lowearthorbit.fm 
on Twitter, you can find us at uh, Lower the Show. Uh, YouTube page, we're we're inching towards our 100 subscriber goal, and we're gonna do. Uh, I forgot to talk about it beforehand. Mm-hmm. I had a really good idea for oh, yeah. for uh, a retro thing. So once we hit 100 subscribers, we're gonna do another retro thing. In the past, we've done Fifth Element, we did uh, Ridge of the Lost Ark, and then Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And so we have another one at 100. We're gonna do. And uh, so YouTube.com/slash Lowered Show is you can, where you can find that. And uh, feel free to subscribe there. I think we're at 82 right now. Uh, phone number. We have a, a. We need to record a new voicemail. Yes. But what's our phone number? We have a voicemail line. You can call us and leave a message, and we'll play it on the show. And the phone number for that is 573-880-4420. We accept all major credit cards. I'm just like <laughs> blinking. <laughs> Call now and get an extra low with for free. As far as I know, uh, it doesn't cost anything yes. above and beyond what a regular phone call costs. Um, so yeah, you should uh, if you have like some thoughts on GDC or you you saw one of the episodes we did recently. You had some different thoughts on one of the games or movies we talked about. Just feel free to leave us a review and we'll put it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's pretty much it. See you next time. This week on Lower Earth Orbit, we're talking about GDC 2015. I had a super awkward video. <laughs> 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 okay, More go. awkward than normal. I, I am a little amused that we have a studio monitor. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this one does involve Fox. Oops, that's not a game. This is just some okay. uh, advertisement. Uh, what's this one? I think this might have just been some random B-roll stuff. I, <laughs> I, don't I don't think I know what this one is. And that's a, is that, is that a stuffed dog butt? Thing it is. Right there? <laughs>